0: Two, three. Yeah. Welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Needham, Amazon seller, and sometimes an Amazon problem solver. Today, we're going to talk about some problems. This last year, I've actually spent a ton of time launching internationally. It's quite frustrating to figure out all the rules of every single marketplace. There's taxes, there's logistics and importing. There's one company that I used to launch in Australia, and their ability to explain the fee structures and to actually get our shipment out the door was extremely fast. This company is called Z. They act as an importer of record in all major Amazon marketplaces, offering expert compliance advice and freight options, and manage all the international shipping needs. This is essential to get your goods across the border, the first and end every time. You don't need to figure something out for each country when you have Z as your shipping partner. And it's an, with a, such an easy solution to international importing. I recommend Z to anyone looking to grow their FBA business worldwide. You can check them out at Z.co. Right now, room next to me is about $75,000 of inventory that um, Amazon removed the listing of i am uh we figured out how to like get through that but it put me into this world um uh again a different you know world of compliance where like amazon takes down listings for a variety of different reasons i'm also going to give a shout out to like a different podcast that i could totally recommend that's that goes really well in tandem with this episode so Thracio, uh the the company they have a podcast they have one where they brought in a one of their lawyers who looks at the importing and exporting of when they uh, acquire a business. And again, it's one of those things, they don't want to buy a company that all of a sudden, U.S. Customs just like stops allowing to come in because an issue comes up, you know, some sort of uh, trade complication. So I think this uh, uh, and the guests that I have today answers a lot of those questions in the uh, sticky area of Amazon taking down listings and figuring out the trends that are happening with what it means to sell a product on Amazon. So I have with me today, uh, David Ezrael from STC Group. Um, they do this, they, they, they do the testing on products that is required to uh, you know, the, the, documents that Amazon asks for specifically with, with some, some categories such as toys or, um, you know, beauty products, stuff that touches the skin, uh, someone that can really help you like understand, um, when it comes to, uh, you know, testing a product and showing Amazon's what's needed. So, uh, David, welcome to the podcast and, um, uh, And I'm so glad, you know, that, you know, you have an answer to a question that I get a lot. Thank you for having me. So um, let's just first hit, like, uh, seems like there's trends that happen. Amazon um, will start to sweep through their catalog because a government agency, a regulator, whether, you know, maybe it's in one country um, specifically, but like uh, they they barrel in on an issue, maybe a lawsuit happened on a certain type of product. And they're like, okay, that looks, looks like we have to like, just figure this one out. You know, a year or two ago, fertilizer was a really top, you know, a hot button issue. Um, and this year for us, it was toys where um, if they didn't have certain documentation, this uh, things got taken down. What other trends uh, are you seeing that Amazon is putting out?
1: Well, lately, the trends I'm seeing are two trends. First of all, if you sell in the United States um, and Canada and and or Europe, they are starting to they're starting to um, ask you for the testing you need for Canada or for Europe, even if they've already asked you asked you for America. Um, You're in a good position if they ask you for everything at once, but they tend to not do it that way. And so. When you're testing for the United States, um, you should work with your lab. You know, and, and you should at least consider doing testing for Canada and Europe. It's usually not that much more expensive, but it is much more expensive to do it all separately. Um, so you would want to, you know, if if you're anyway going to get hit with this, you want to necess- you want to, uh, you want to at least consider. Is it worth spending the money now? A little bit extra money now, and yeah. just not worry about it later. So,
0: um, so Canada and EU seems to be, you know, getting uh, this issue a lot more. Are these countries more? Do they scrutinize? Do they have harder, uh, you know, guidelines? Um,
1: it's it's not really harder. It's just they're different. Uh, everyone yeah. everyone has their own way of of doing things. Um, Canada is actually a lot easier than the United States. Um, they They barely ask for anything. but you know some of the things they ask for are are things the United States doesn't ask for. okay. but um, but we can test them at the same time, and that's where the money you know where the money gets saved,
0: yeah. So let's back up a second and um, you know, say you're launching your first product or maybe your second or third product, and you're like, You have in the back of your mind, hey, maybe there's some compliance. Like I had to make sure I have to check this box that like this product can be sold in the U.S. So you you're talking with your Chinese supplier, and then you're like, okay, maybe I have to. This is a toy. I have to get it lab tested. Um, What is a lab doing? What are they like doing for um, the seller? And uh, yeah, run us run us through that. Like we're launching a toy and. What has to happen?
1: So, so you 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 want to? Well, let me just say there there's there's I, there's three reasons I can uh, think of right off, right off the bat um, to test in advance of Amazon bothering you. Many people feel like, well, Amazon didn't ask me for anything. You know, let me run this as long as I can. Um, three things that can happen is um, right in the middle of your busy season they pull you um and maybe maybe they sometimes they even make you they send your stuff out of the warehouse like they you know they make it really really hard for you um another thing is um when you're scrambling you're not thinking how to save money and you just may not be able to and the, and what and the the most important one is what if it fails it ha- i have this um so when you're testing in advance you know the first thing the lab can tell you is hey this fails um and that's not the end of the world you can redesign something um maybe there's a paint that has a high lead or phthalates content these are chemicals that are that are uh that are banned that are that have limits how much you can have on them um and you can you could substitute with a different one um or maybe it's just you know people have to tweak the design um just to make sure that they're they're not going to solve problems they're not going to you know, have, have a big problem. Yeah. so It's easy at that point.
0: Someone last year, right around November 20th called me up. This is a close friend who uh, did private label on his own. And he's like, Hey, my number one listing just went down. I'm going to be selling, you know, 800 a day of this product in the next uh, 20, you know, the next 30 days. So he had his entire, like, you know, business built off of you know this lead product and it was taken down and he needed some testing and i just told him i essentially imagined what you do and i was like there's someone out there that does it like you have to like you can't just uh you know throw products on amazon willy-nilly and not like you know do a few of the steps and um i do know he got back up in about a week of time, um, I'm not sure exactly what he did, but um, it's exactly the, like the, the motivator of like why you know you have to do things like, the right way and uh, and and have a a, a respect for uh, compliance with regulations. Um, so y- yeah, you you hit that on that. You just don't want this to happen at the wrong time because it will feel right. like the wrong time if it's like two or three years into what you're doing most likely you have inventory in locations and you have bills that you need to, you need to pay and right. so every time will feel like the wrong time and um but say you do get stuck in the wrong time what's like a fast turnaround what's what's um do you have labs
1: in the, in China and the US yes we have labs in China and the US and um the the uh, a fast even a, a standard turnaround is usually going to be between 5 and 10 days It depends on exactly what you need. Um, Sometimes, you know, sometimes you don't need a lot and we could do it in a day. Um, You know, sometimes two, three days. Um, The the cost also depends on, you know, a lot of different factors. Um, But, uh, you know, you want to contact a lab right away, though. That's the first thing you want.
0: And, and, you know, your product could be very complicated. It could have multiple materials and um, uh, stuff like that. Um, what's like, say the cheapest, you know, how, how cheap can it get to get some of the, 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 you know, if it's a very, like a stuffed animal, um, so, we've got a lot of those right now and that's kind of what's hitting us.
1: Uh-huh. So, I mean, the cheapest, the simplest, um, toy that needs full testing is going to cost, I would say, uh, uh, maybe. Uh, it could potentially be, be as low as three, $400, uh-huh. but, but, uh, depending on exactly, you know, it, that's, a, that's talking that it's one material and it doesn't, it just doesn't need, it doesn't need a lot of testing on it, but I'm but sure it can be thousands. It's, it's, uh, okay. if you do it in advance, so you have time to think it through when, yeah. what's the best way to get this done.
0: And you have enough experience in this space that like when people tell you about a product, you usually have a good idea of like, what's going to be needed.
1: Yes. Yes, people send me pictures or you can usually quote from a picture Um, when it comes in. There's things on the other side of, you know, that didn't make it in the picture that we then know about. Sometimes um, I recently had something that came in and it turned out cheaper once it came in. Um, We had it. It was a doll and they had uh, different color eyes. And so we thought we were gonna have to test each color and then, and there are multiple, co- you know, there's a, there's a pupil, there's the color around it, there's the white. And then it, it turns out it had a clear coating on top of it. And we were able to test just the clear coating. Um, that's, the outer, that's the outer coating. Um, and that, you know, so that ended up costing less than what, than what we had thought.
0: And so we, we've talked a lot about toys. What other uh, categories
1: are, you know, really hot? With this requirement these um, requirements well ju- jewelry uh, children's jewelry also needs testing and um and um and I, I i see a lot of other children's products that need testing um like uh, cribs uh, strollers um playpens, different kinds of um bedside there's a bedside sleeper. I think they um, people are very creative nowadays, and they. I, I'm a member of the ASTM. We I go to a lot of these meetings, and they they sometimes have to figure out like, hey, there's this new thing, and it doesn't really fit into any of our categories. Should we be? Should we be? Uh, should there be a, te- a safety test for it? Should we include it in something else? Should we make a new one? Is is there any any safety issues? And usually there are safety issues, and usually they do up. You know, they're constantly updating standards and including more things, but they have all kinds of names. But all these different childcare products, the child is actually yeah. in, they, yeah. all, they all have, you know, they all so gonna have a safe, some th- kind of safety standard. Yeah, that kind of puts the baby
0: and the toy categories kind of like uh, there's a lot of scrutiny on them. What about beauty
1: and maybe even like uh, supplements or? Yeah, so, so um, uh, beauty products. Beauty products have um, will also have some chemical testing. There's also on a beauty product you can have biological testing. Um, you want to make sure there's nothing alive in there. Um, you know, there's gonna, <laughs> as you can imagine, you really, you know, the, your customers don't want to put living stuff on their skin and uh, or and or down their throats and um, and uh, you know well, and. You want to make sure that it it doesn't live there. And those are, those are um, FDA tests. Um, So, so these, this, this biological testing will need, you know, will need to be done, not necessarily every time, but you know, enough. Usually annual is is good. Some people will do it, you know, it depends on your business. If you're massive, you probably want to do every production run. If you're a little smaller, you do it every year, you know, but enough, enough that you see that, you know, you're always passing. And, you know, and it's, you're not going to have this problem. I mean, uh, you're going um, to have repli- complaints if you have that problem also.
0: When you're saying biological testing or, or like, something living, are you, like, this like, mold or? Yeah,
1: molds and bacterias and things like that. And, um, and like, there's a chance
0: that, you know, the factory where things are manufactured, just, like, things change, the conditions just change. Mold gets involved right. in
1: Right. They're not maybe they're not so clean, or maybe the temperature is just the temperature that allows the stuff to grow. And, and it is there are even a... ingredients that, you know, foster this kind of growth. You know, you have to be careful of them. Okay. And so this also covers like that also covers the supplements. Uh, well, that would be that would be something I um, it could be it could be something that in some supplements you would wanna you would want to yeah. be testing supplements a lot of times you would you would need to test um, potency like if you say your vitamin c is 500 milligrams is it really like who says so a lab can usually do that kind of test um you know just to confirm that it that it is what it says it is or in, and in general that it that it has vitamin c in it maybe it, maybe it's not vitamin c uh, um so, do, so these are lab tests that you can do also
0: yeah do um y- Say someone was seeking FDA approval or, or whatever. Do you, do you guys are you guys an intermediary there? Like, do you help them
1: get ready for that? Or, um, I can help someone um with with some of the FDA approvals. Um, a five ten k approval. You know, I can I can help them out with that. Interesting. Um,
0: um and then um, what about like pesticide stuff? We know that's like. Uh, that was really big about a, a year or two ago and anything that like claims it kills germs uh actually starts to fit in that into that category
1: um uh, now pesticides have require EPA testing um i we don't do EPA testing okay but um i i can recommend people who can do something you know who can deal with that EPA testing
0: but, so uh,
1: but i don't
0: yeah, one of the most valuable things isn't just um, uh, knowing how to solve a problem. It's just knowing what questions to ask, you know. And I, th- when I think of like you know, like labs or whatever, like it's just I've just never met a lab. And so when I, I, I came across you at a conference recently, I was like, oh my goodness, here's finally a solution, a service provider, someone like just to ask questions because. Um, in my experience, been on Amazon for eight years, uh, about every year there's like something that, that hits us that we didn't see coming. Maybe not all of them are like, you know, testing required, but like, you know, California's passed some laws where like, I do believe a variety of products, like they have to have like, hey, this may cause cancer, or like some sort of a disclaimer on the product page. I know New York actually got toy guns banned from Amazon um so we were we would get fined if we sold any toy guns into new york city
1: yeah i would just like to say uh, california prop 65 that has 800 plus chemicals that are um that are either banned outright or require a warning um so so uh two, two things amazon does sometimes ask you for that i don't see it a lot But there's another reason to do it, even if Amazon won't bother you. Um, In California, anyone who buys a product in California, and that includes in the mail, um, delivered by Amazon or whoever, um, they have the right to test it. And if it fails something, they have the right to sue and collect damages. And there are people who do that for a living. And there are environmental groups that do that. Um, I think... I think that's. Uh, I think it's a source of income for them, even though, you know, that you have to spend money to do that. But if you if you're good at it, you you can uh, you can do that. And the the settlements are usually in the, you know in the tens of thousands of dollars. You have to hire a lawyer to defend yourself, and it's 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 worthwhile to to pay attention to that. Would would you be liable at
0: all as a reseller? Yeah, if if you're just selling it. And you say you're not the manufacturer or the brand that that owns it.
1: They they usually, they usually go after anybody they can get their hands on. So if if you, especially if it's in China that you manufacture, you know, they're not going to get any money out of those guys because it's just too hard to get to them. So whoever's in America is going to be their target. Um,
0: I do believe that, uh, say you have a a a chemical i know on amazon for this prop uh, 65 it can be as simple as like
1: just like a disclosure on your product page right some sometimes you can just say um it doesn't always work but sometimes you can just say um may um may can may cause cancer in the state of california or um, some, some statement well, like that.
0: You can actually maybe even be a checkbox. Like Amazon's kind of built it into their product page. Like, hey. Yeah. If, okay.
1: Yeah. So you can be, um, maybe do it on that. also. And, and,
0: and then they'll display it. They'll display it when necessary. They'll display it to people in California.
1: Um, yeah, a lot of times that will work. Um, yeah. You know, if you're selling on Amazon only though. Yeah. I mean, you know, every, everywhere you sell it, it needs to be, you know, you need to make sure that people are warned where warning will help you.
0: Yeah, so there's just a lot of um, you know, there's a lot of jurisdictions. There's a lot of uh, you know things, and we're saying that you know, just being aware of them and being proactive saves money, saves headache,
1: uh, all of those things. Um, Can I just were- say one more thing about California? Even even though there are 800 plus chemicals on the list, we never advise people to um test for 800 chemicals that. No one can um, we usually we pick out the chemicals that are the most likely to have an issue you know and different products tend to have different materials tend to have different you know if you're selling fish you want to check for mercury you know but you know that that's usually just in fish you know they grow they're in a river that's polluted or something like that but uh yeah. you know but most, it's usually just a few per product yeah.
0: You you were mentioning something about tracking labels and how that's been kind of a hot button issue uh with Amazon sellers. So what uh, can you
1: expand yeah, on So one more? one thing interesting about Amazon is depending who your handler is, if you're if you're dealing with quality issues, safety issues, um they they um they don't all ask you for the same thing. Um just depends on it's it's very uneven, let's just say that. So I'm seeing about 15% of the time to ask for tracking labels. Tracking labels is a, is a U.S. regulation, and it's basically it's a way to track. It could, be, it could be a code, and I advise people it should be a code. Um, it's a way to track what factory you made it in and when you made it. So there'll be some code on your package, that, and and the purpose of it is if you if you have God forbid a recall. They, you can limit the recall to only from that factory, only from that day or month or whatever, however, whatever the data is on your tracking label. Like you'll hear on the news sometimes, don't drink, don't eat the uh, top meat from this company, from cereal number this to cereal number that. That's effectively a tracking label. Um, so, and it's the same And it's the same concept, except it's not your option. It's the rules. You have to do this. It's not enforced well, um, but I see about 15% of the time is... Um, Amazon is enforcing that also customs and border patrol will sometimes enforce that. Do, but it's, it's becoming more part of the regulations. So, it'll so more is this, is this all products or what? This is for children's products. Oh, right. This is only for children's products. Okay. Um, They're just
0: looking for some sort of, you know, just tracking on uh, children's products. Right. So
1: it's very, it's free. To do it, you have to. It's a hassle to keep track of everything and develop codes. But it's you know you're printing labels anyway. It's just the extra thing on the label. But no. If you have to go back after you're caught, you got to slap a sticker. You got to print it and 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 ship it out to wherever your product is, and then either do it yourself or pay people to put one on each package. And that's you know that's that's where the money is. Do it in advance. Highly costing any will cost you basically nothing um, yeah. better a headache well this is uh certainly very interesting
0: um, it's kind of like uh the unsexy part of selling on Amazon you know it's it, it's certainly uh, can be headaches but I mean I, I'm it sounds like you have a lot of answers and a lot of um, experience with this and um, would you recommend people get the, does it really matter whether you get these tests uh, done in the US or in China or even like, what about like when suppliers say they do their testing internally or they, they
1: offer test results? So what I tell my customers is if your supplier says they have test reports, ask them to send them to you. That's always a good idea anyway, because, you know, when you need them in a pen, what if the guy's on vacation for two weeks or his email's down? Of course. Um, you want to you have all this stuff in advance, but I tell them, send it to me. I'll look at it. And if it's fine, it's fine. And I often say that to my customers. These, these test reports are fine. You don't, you know, you don't need anything more. Um, or, or sometimes they're missing and, and Amazon will catch us also. You have a test report. It's missing one little thing. You know We can supplement that for $100, $125 if we're in that range. Um, we can just do a, sec- a secondary report. Um, but, but you want to think about this before they bother you, because, um, you can think clearly and you'll sleep better at night.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so, I mean, Amazon does read these and they will, if it's, if it's missing a section, they'll be like, okay, well it's missing.
1: And so it, that won't even work for you. Right. And sometimes they're tar, they're horrible to the test reports, um, <laughs> you know, they'll, they they have this thing oh it was tested for Europe and Europe's stricter than the United States but that that's just not true Europe is different than the United States and it doesn't work it doesn't work um it's just not good for for the United States and even if they even if you have the testing on it if it's not and, you know especially with Amazon if it doesn't if you have lead for European standard Amazon doesn't necessarily know or the guy who's doesn't know that that's the same lead requirement for the us and he may not accept even that. Um, so it's really, it's a good idea to have somebody look at it if you're relying on it.
0: Yeah. Well, um, it's super helpful to like, know that you exist and, to you know, eat, cause some people sometimes people are in a pinch or like if you're forecasting what, you know, products you may consider rolling out that, you know, you have plenty of advice you've seen uh, a lot of this before. Um, and and we could we could get in the weeds of this, I, I'm sure all day, but um, yes. that that is kind of the issue is it is just the weeds and a lot of people just oversee it. But if people wanted to you know learn more or like you know even maybe just send you a picture of their product to like get some of your perspective of what uh, is required, um how how can they get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, so my um, the best way probably is my cell phone um you can text or whatsapp or call me um i'm in eastern time zone you know when all i'm right. awake um uh 973 953 4804 um you can email me and ultimately if if i'm going to get a whole lot of files i want to have it in an email so i can right. sort through it all it's a david ezrol e s r a l there's no dot between my first and last name at S T C as in Sam, Tom, Charlie dot group. And we do mean dot group. Um, and, uh, and, uh, you can, you can email me there. Um, you might want to try a little of both. Um, you know, sometimes it goes into spam and email. So, you know, send when me you're a text the first or part,
0: I think you're the first person on the podcast to give away their phone numbers. So you're very brave. Um, also, uh, uh, you're just engaged happy to engage with people to help them you know, solve some of these issues.
1: Yeah, and if you think you have everything and Amazon won't take it from you, you know, I do that also. I actually I actually love doing that. It's not it's not it doesn't pay well, but um <laughs> just figuring out what in the world and they don't always say what they want. What do they mean? Or they just give you like these generic like what's wrong? Yeah, they'll, they'll get, it, like, usually
0: it's uh, not enough information or like insufficient pressure.
1: They don't even say that. They just say, send me ASTM f 963 And I was like, I sent it to you. And, uh, and like, what do they want? And so, so I, I enjoy the de- the detective work of, of of digging through it and figuring out what is missing and what, what yeah. they, you know, are they, and maybe they're wrong, but usually, usually I can find something that, uh, you know, and they just didn't bother to tell you what they meant. Yeah. Um, so uh you know i, I do that no
0: i mean i i i hope that i uh don't have to contact you with some of my products but if we do i'm glad to that that you're so available um david thank, thank you, you so much for sharing your time and your perspective on this and um i think that this makes up exactly what i look for in a podcast episode to make sure that like we cover something new i don't like to cover subjects at the same time and that really solves a problem that people can act on so um uh, thank you uh, very much. yes, uh, that that wraps up today, uh, what we wanted to talk about. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening, and I'll uh, catch you later. One, two, three.